0: okay welcome back all of you gaslighting parents to the fifth annual collection of 31 amazing horror movies in october we lovingly call the halloween screamathon i'm your host otis and tonight i am joined by my beautiful wife katie hi and we are reviewing the 2023 american horror thriller film cobweb sooner or later family secrets creep out that's a really good fucking tagline for this hit that music (laughs) boogies everyone this is episode 29 of the fifth annual halloween screamathon and we are sitting down with a new as shit movie this one came out july 21st of 2023 it's a little wee little baby movie it's wiggling its legs and shit so 40 uninitiated cobweb is a story about hmm, a shy and bullied eight-year-old boy that lives with his Overbearing parents, and at night there is a voice coming from the walls telling him a lot of different secrets about his family and all of the shit that entails that. This is a really cool story. And it was part of the 2018 Blacklist. Now, there was another movie we watched that was part of the blacklist, and this is a a list of most liked screenplays not yet produced, and a lot of movies that have become Grammy, not Grammy winners, uh, Academy Award winners are part of this list. So boy howdy, Cobweb finally got its just due, and it's become a pretty spiffy movie. So Katie, what did you think about Cobweb?
1: I liked it. It was one of those movies that just makes you feel gross the whole time. Like... There's never really a happy moment, and you're just kind of tense and on edge the whole movie. So if that sounds like something that you're into, you'll really like this movie. There isn't, well, there is only a couple of characters in this movie who aren't just scary as all hell the whole time. So, yeah, I liked it. It was good.
0: This movie reminded me of a couple of things. A couple of different movies. I'll wait to bring those up. But it... (laughs) Laughingly. It reminded me of a Simpsons horror episode. And... mm, I'll...
1: Just say it. It's fine.
0: Hey, watch the movie right now. Pause this and watch the movie. Okay. I'm just going to believe that you paused it and watched it. But it's the short story where Bart realizes he has an evil twin, Hugo, that lives in the attic. Now, that is actually not the spoiler for it, but it just, kind of that, and it's more of, he hears voices in the middle of the night, something's moving, and the parents are very, very creepy, and hiding a secret. And so that's what it was going for. I enjoyed this movie a lot. The last 20 minutes, actually, not to get back, the last seven minutes, was the least enjoyed part of this movie and usually it's kind of opposite for horror movies usually it's like you know slow slow burning train and then at the end it's like fucking full speed and then it blows your mind and you leave the theater like man that was that was really good if we saw this in the theater i think katie and i would have turned and looked at each other and like what the hell was that you know it was just a really it felt like a cop out and it was it was kind of a what if ending. It's like, you yeah, oh, know, this might happen. I'm like, well, show us what the fuck did happen. But they're not. But all in all, great, great cast. Now Lizzie Kaplan, she plays the mom in this movie. She was from Freaks and Geeks. Mean Girls. She was that lesbian and mean Janice girls. Ian. <laughs> she was that Lesbian girl. And she was in Cloverfield. She is really good at being a very emotional person and I don't know when it happened but she's really fucking good at being someone that's like I'm on like the edge of going insane or I'm actually I am insane but I'm on the edge of not being able to hide it anymore and it's fucking creepy and it's awesome. Now, my boy and Katie's boy, Anthony, Anthony. It's not even Anthony, it's Anthony. It's fucking weird.
1: I've never heard anyone Yeah, because no one Anthony. looked at his
0: name that hard. I, that's the first time I saw it. It was Anthony. Mm-hmm. I thought it was Anthony. So did I. Son of a bitch. That's what I get for reading. The actually only person reading I something.
1: know named Anthony is the guy from Queer Eye. I've never heard anyone was it one of, reference uh, him, fucking, what's the main Homelander, yeah. as Anthony. I will always ever hear Anthony Starr, wasn't, Homelander. Wasn't
0: one of uh, Ant Man's ants? Wasn't the first one Anthony?
1: Yes, because it's an ant and that makes fucking sense. But,
0: <laughs> but anyway, I'm going to say Anthony, fuck it. Anthony Starr, it's his Homelander. And so it's another movie where he gets to play the person that is just holding all this rage back and says really nice things and smiles, but you're like, wow, you're really fucking scary looking. He is really good at it, man. Fuck, he's good at it. Um, Cleopatra Coleman, she plays the substitute teacher in this movie. She was in The Last Man on Earth, a very, very good comedy show. And the... I haven't seen the child Woody Norman in anything. mm I like him. And hopefully he gets some more, uh, more spots. I will say Deborah Wilson... From of Mad TV fame and Jedi Survivor. Hey, remember Seer, the cool uh, black Jedi that teaches you how to fight? Yeah, that's Deborah Wilson. And she did the mocap and shit. Oh, that looks awesome. She does a voice in this movie. I'm not going to tell you who, but she has a really good creepy voice. <laughs> I heard it and I was like, that name, that voice sounds kind of familiar. And I looked it up I was like, son of a bitch, that was Deborah Wilson? Like, awesome. So, this film. Runs for 88 minutes. Woo! It is slim as shit. They don't have time to really sit on anything. And eh, to the detriment of some scenes, it's like, fuck, I kind of wish it was a little bit longer. But, like I said, uh, the ending kind of suffers because they were out of time. Especially the ending. I think it would have kind of built more. Like, we you know, just moving a little bit ahead. What house was he in? What house was he At the end end. Because he was in another home.
1: Oh, he was, that was meant to be the teacher's house.
0: I guess, but like Yeah, I said, there was no explanation. With another ten minutes? The, the
1: ending was so abrupt and stupid.
0: It was like the the ending of a Saturday night, Saturday night Live like sketch sometimes. They don't know how to end them. They're like, oh, look at me. And I fall over. And they're like, what the fuck? And then it's off to the next sketch. You can check this bad boy out on Hulu. Or, no, nah, just Hulu. Just yeah. check it out on Hulu. So... We'll get through this story pretty quick. Um, I say watch it, but just be prepared for the ending. It's kind of disappointing. So, oh, I forgot. This movie was produced by Evan Goldberg and Seth Rogen. Hooray! They enjoy producing some solid movies. Now, recently, they did the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles movie, Mutant Mayhem. An absolute banger of a movie. I loved it. <laughs> he's like he's bollywopping me. <laughs> I never thought I'd hear kids say bollywop this day and age, and it made me laugh out loud. So this movie starts with Peter, and like I said before, he's a shy, bullied eight-year-old boy, and he's living with his very weird parents. It's that kind of happy that's like there's something behind this happy, and uh, you know, sit back and relax and strap in for this the whole movie these parents are fucking weird there's something wrong with them and that is just the overlying just like tarp that is put over this movie something is wrong with the parents and the boy is just trying to survive so peter wants to go trick-or-treating on halloween and the parents tell him no and he finally learns that a little girl disappeared a couple of years ago keep that in the back of your head blue and so, his teacher, she's I I forgot what they said. She was sick or something. I don't know, doesn't matter. And he has a new substitute teacher named Miss Divine. So Peter gets the shit bullied out of him a lot. He gets on the bus and he gets tripped. And his kids like, there's more of that at at recess. I'm like, what the fuck? And like, I I was I leaned over to Katie when he was getting bullied, and I was like, ugh. And you know, when you're a kid. You think that's like, you know, that's your whole world. It's like going to school and meeting your friends and stuff. But some kid's like, I'm going to beat you up. You're like, holy shit, man, I'm going to die later. If I just had the mindset of me now, not all the way because kind of weird. Be like a fucking 35-year-old hanging out with little kids. It's kind of weird.
1: That's very weird.
0: But just the mindset of this isn't the end of the world, I'd be like, nah, let's scrap right now, you piece of shit. And bully would be like, what the fuck? And it just, you know but little kids they think that's that's it that that, that's their world so it it always makes me sad when you see it so over the next few nights peter he gets woken up to the sound of like scraping and tapping from the inside of his wall in his bedroom and the parents they're like "Nah, you're crazy there's nothing on the other side of the wall go to sleep but their faces are so hardened and weird you're like man there's something there you know and, yeah. and they Something tell him that he's fucking happening yeah but they tell him that he's imagining the shit uh, unfortunately after a couple of days he hears a voice coming from the wall and it's a little girl and a little girl says that she was trapped in the walls by Peter's parents and she says they're evil evil people so Miss Divine <laughs> she, uh, they have drawing day and it's like draw some pictures have a good time and Peter draws a picture of a little kid in a bed. The whole room is black, and it just says, help me. And so, Mr. Vi... Katie's like, well, that's a, that's a welfare check. <laughs> Mr. Vi was like, fuck, I wish I didn't see that. But uh, she goes to investigate why the fuck he drew that picture. Now uh she kind of went the wrong way about it because she went to see it herself uh she should have called somebody but you know uh she heads to the home and Carol like I said she says she used to be a teacher before
1: the girl got kidnapped down the street I think
0: and she stopped being a teacher it just
1: freaked her out too much I think. yeah
0: she stayed home yeah. okay and my so-
1: guess is that the girl that got kidnapped down the street is actually her student or was her student but they never actually say that I think it's kind of implied but you don't actually know
0: I think an extra 10 minutes to the movie would have would have helped with that yeah yeah, definitely would (laughs) and so Miss Divine leaves this meeting very uh bothered by the whole situation and Carol gets pissed at Peter for bringing up all this weird shit to the teacher and just like you're making us look terrible. Abuse. Yes. That
1: is fucking abuse. If you are a kid, for any reason, you shouldn't be listening to us, and I'm sorry that you're listening to us, but if you are a child and this is happening to you, that is fucking abuse. hmm No one can tell you who and what is appropriate to talk about with other people. If you are feeling weird at home, your parents make you feel weird, or... Shit is talking to you in the walls or some weird-ass shit. <laughs> Find somebody to Jesus. talk to, okay? That's not okay.
0: Yeah, fuck, man. So, at school, at home, uh, the Peter, he's, he's dealing with a lot of just fucky people, man. I, I feel for the kid. So, at school, after having a really sweet-ass pumpkin, he, like, paints his pumpkin face. I was like, man, good job, Peter. He's good at art. This bully, uh, drinking that Aid comes up and just breaks the pumpkin and peter's like stop why would you do that and the bully brian's like oh, i'm a piece of shit and walks away so the voice hears peter crying and says like what happened and you know peter says you know brian was a bully and it's like well the only way these bullies will will respect you or stop being a bully you gotta show them you're not afraid you gotta fight back and you know the voice the advice is good but then after a while, you can hear just, like, the... It, it, it feels like it's kind of a controlly kind of situation. And so the next day at school, uh, Peter just catches Brian coming down the stairs and just pushes his ass till he takes him for a fucking ride. And Brian breaks his leg. <laughs> and so Peter gets expelled for doing this. And normal parents would be really upset and say like okay now we gotta find another fucking school and you know I'm really pissed about this Uh, Peter's parents um, he's grounded and when they ground somebody they put you in the basement so they move the refrigerator and there's a hidden door to the basement when the second the door got slid I looked at actually I grabbed Katie's arm and when I grabbed her arm that's the here we go that, that's, yep. that's the shoe drop. Yep. I grabbed her arm and I was like...
1: Fuck, I was mad.
0: The basement's behind the fridge. They hide it. And uh, Peter wasn't surprised when it got moved. He's just like, fuck, I don't want to go in the basement. And I was like, oh my God. And I
1: have to let y'all know that since this movie started, Otis and I were sitting on the couch and we have been debating back and forth, like, something is wrong with these parents. Are these parents the killers? Are these parents, like... I don't know. Did they are Did they kidnap the kid? Have they kidnapped some other kids? Like, what is going on? There's some weird shit with this these parents. And the second they move that fridge and slid this door open, oh my fucking god! Both of us were like, "What the fuck?"
0: I was like, "Yep, yeah, whoop, there it is." So, they sit him down there. He's down there for at least a day, and he sees that even under him in the basement, there's a pit covered by a grate, and there's a teddy bear down there. And so he's like, what the fuck? And the pit's really deep. So uh, a little bit later, Miss Divine, um, she's a little sad that Peter's gone because he's got expelled. And so she goes to check in on Peter and well, passes out the, the last like math test that he did, but she writes a phone number on it. And so Mark and Carol are there. And Mark pulls the, I'm saying happy stuff. I'm being a really nice and cordial guest. But I look so fucking terrifying. And I was like I'm Homelander. Yeah, he he's making the Homelander like like jaw the and face. the way he holds his face. He is terrifying, man. Woo shit. So um, Miss Divine, she scoots off. She's like, This is really fucking scary. So after a few days, Peter is let out of the basement. Hooray! Um, we do see Mark, he's cleaning his arm. He got a really nasty cut on his arm. I wonder where you got that from Oh well so anyway um, Peter he gets to eat food like a normal people in the kitchen again. hooray the voice comes back the voice has not talked to Peter in the basement the voice waits till he gets back to his room and says that she is Peter's older sister so the parents locked her away when they decided they didn't want her anymore and we're like not nah, get the hell out of here. And so they chose Halloween as the day to lock her up. The girl that went missing a couple of years ago was a trick-or-treater that they killed because the sister asked for help. And the girl heard. They're like, well, can't let you go, little girl. Whoop. And yanked her up. So in the pumpkin patch in the backyard, there were pumpkins everywhere. And I was like, do they just professionally grow these pumpkins? Nope. Peter digs a hole in the exact spot where his sister tells him Mm -hmm. to, and there's a skull in the backyard. So, yeah, it's all coming together. That girl that was missing, she probably saw something weird at that house, and got snatched the fuck up. Uh Uh-oh. So, the voice in the wall, Sarah, tells Peter that the parents are probably gonna kill her, and they're probably gonna lock you in the walls next, because you're not you're fucking up, Chief.
1: Yeah, you're no longer being the perfect kid.
0: They can just make another kid and try again, bud. So you probably should try to kill him. Get them before they get you, before you get got. And release
1: like, me, and we can be a family together.
0: Yeah. And so he decides he's like, no, we're gonna get the fuck out of here. I'm gonna save you, and we're gonna make a really good family. So, hooray! It's I don't know what the fuck they were eating. It was like vegetable soup or something. Yeah. I was gonna say it was chili night. Yeah, fuck it. Family chili night.
1: Vegetarian chili night. Vegetarian or the chili fuck. night. Shit was
0: weird. And everyone's eating their chili except Peter. He's he's not hungry, you know? He's dealing with a lot of issues in his head. And the dad's like, What'd you do to this chili? It's fucking good. And the mom's like, I don't know. Let me eat some more of it. It it tastes like there's cinnamon in this. Earlier in the movie, Peter asks his dad about the rat poison. And why does it smell like cinnamon? He's like, I don't know. It's just the smell it gives. The dad takes a couple more bites and he's like, Huh, Peter, did you do something to this chili? And Peter's like, no.
1: And then we, a, then we get a quick cut to their uh, shed, their storage shed where and the rat poison was, and the door is open and hanging on its hinges.
0: And Mark is like, Oh shit. And he tells his wife to call 911, 911 because they are fucking poison, poison to the max. And so she reaches for the phone, the phone line was cut. Uh, my boy Peter's out here planning Taking shit. Ahead. Doing walls. Yeah. Like, oh shit, Peter's hardcore. And so Mark goes down. He throws up all of his fucking guts. Not literally. He just throws up a lot of dark blood, and he dies. And then the mom grabs a knife and chases Peter down. She kicks. Peter kicks her down the stairs, and she stabs herself. Right in the gut. And with her dying words, she tells her son, don't let her out. And so, Peter finds the hidden door behind the grandfather clock in their bedroom.
1: Just where Sarah said it would be. Yep.
0: And unlocks the really tiny door. And as it opens, he sees a set of eyes in the darkness and a laugh. And he scuttles off, because that was really fucking scared. I ran to. And... The little girl voice that he's been hearing this whole time, the voice of, doesn't make sense, but the voice of like a six-year-old, maybe his age. He didn't even question that part of it. I didn't question it until later. I was like, wait, that voice should be so much older sounding. It should
1: be like 12. The, the voice that
0: didn't sound like a 12-year-old.
1: It sounded like a kid to me.
0: Yeah. So uh, the voice isn't a kid anymore. It's a grown-ass woman's voice. And it is deep. And it's evilly. And it's very scary. And so we hear that... The girl that comes out, Sarah, uh, she's just been kind of manipulating Peter into taking revenge on the parents. So the parents did lock her away mm-hmm. for being different. Because uh, I read some things about it, but like why she got? Oh, locked up. she
1: says that she was born different. There's like a point. I think it's right here when she comes out, um, and her face is like wild. She has like this crazy like Cheshire cat looking yeah, grin. Yeah, so she. Was and Peter asks her. Like, why do you look like that? Like, he's confused as to why she looks like that, which is a completely innocent question that a nine-year-old would ask. Um, And she just says, I have always looked like this, and that's why my parents, that's why our parents hate me. Yeah. Like, I've always been different, and that's why they locked me away.
0: Yeah, so uh, she just used him because she was locked up in, in the walls, apparently, and she couldn't get to him, so she's like, well... I waited till you were strong enough to be able to move this clock. And so I deemed you, uh, you know, tw- tw- what, 8, 12 years old, whoever age. He's the, 9. 9-year-old kid. Yeah, you're strong enough to move this clock. Fuck it. Time for playing Kill Parents to start. Which,
1: just so we're being really fucking clear, unless your 9-year-old's pumping iron, he is not moving a grandfather clock. Those things are so fucking heavy. He moved heavy. it a few
0: inches and it just let that bitch fall. So I was like, that's reasonable.
1: That, those things are so goddamn Hell amazing. yeah, they are. Like 400 pounds. I can't <laughs> yeah, slide in that shit anywhere. You could
0: tip it real easy. Yeah,
1: probably on top of himself and he'd die.
0: Yeah. So she's pissed off at Peter for something he couldn't control. But he had a normal, sweet-ass life, you know? He got to sleep in a fucking bed and not eat rats and live with spiders and, you know, have weird limbs. He's like, you're all normal and shit. So uh, I'm probably going to kill you. and he's like and he runs off so at this point in the movie uh miss divine she got a call earlier from peter and he kind of whispered i need help and then the mom hangs up the phone so miss divine is on her way over to help and then brian so the boy that blew his fucking bag out his leg he called his cousins his goon-ass older cousins and they are coming to the house so they can do bad stuff to Peter. Fuck
1: Peter's dad. But it's apparently. like nighttime.
0: Wouldn't the parents fucking be there? I don't of know what their game plan was. It was a very
1: I don't know. It's Halloween. They're yeah. gonna go over to his house and I don't know. Yeah. fuck this kid they up. They went to the front door
0: and yelled for Peter. Like, hey, come outside. I'm like, why they holding bats? I ain't going out there.
1: Mom, call the cops.
0: You know. Why would he go outside? Also,
1: scary dad. Just go and whoop their asses. Like, yeah,
0: that's what I'm saying. Hope later would go out there. He's like, y'all need to fucking lose, you know? Homelander
1: would have just laser-eyed their asses from inside the <laughs> house.
0: <laughs> so uh, the boys, they come in. The front door, it's unlocked. So they head in. Um, they go to search for Peter. And they start just vandalizing the house. And then Katie saw it before me. I was like, the one second I looked away at something, I was eating food, I looked down at it's my bowl. It's because it's
1: the saddest moment in the whole fucking movie, because they, this kid, there's like several moments where like the mom is teaching Peter how to play piano and all this stuff, and you're like, oh cool, piano, They're like that's really cool, and then this kid who's like vandalizing the house walks in, and you're like, please don't, don't, please don't, and this kid fucking takes a baseball bat to a baby grand piano, and you're just like, bro. Yeah. Go fuck yourself. I was really, like, I was so mad at that scene, and then this creepy shit happens in the background, and you're like, oh, God. Well, he's going to get his for fucking up this piano. Yeah.
0: So in the background, um, Sarah, she is spidering her way all across these scenes, and she is snatching people up, and they are instantly bleeding, like, exploding blood from their bodies from around the corner. I was like, God damn, she is, like, juicing people. <laughs> Kills all of the uh, podunk cousins. And Brian, he was walking and slipped and fell. And then he just, he's seen dead bodies. And he sees uh, the, the spider girl, you know, spider Sarah. And gets gets his.
1: He sees the mom too. Yeah,
0: Jesus, man. Uh, everybody's fucked up. Miss Divine comes in. Man, I hope she don't get juiced. Um, she comes in and gets her leg, her thigh meat just like sliced Not her
1: thigh, her calf. Calf. Oh, gets part. her calf
0: sliced. She's like, ah! And so she's army crawling toward the door. And then...
1: She's a hard ass.
0: Yeah. Uh, she runs off, and she meets up with Peter. And so Peter and Miss Divine come up with some type of a plan. Peter is in the walls. So Sarah threw Peter where she was and locked the door. So he goes to his room and tells Miss Divine, I'm in the walls. Miss Divine breaks the walls down, just like Chris Jericho, and gets Peter out. Hooray! They're together again! Oh my God! that spider ladies on the walls! So they run off, and then they grab the keys. Peter was a smart kid. I just would have ran the fuck out the front door. But he couldn't because <laughs> I know we would have got to the front door. And we're like fuck. <laughs> so Peter gets the keys. They unlock the front door. Miss Divine runs out just like a really dumb adult would. She ran first and I threw the kid out. And Peter gets yanked the fuck back in. So it's just like a boogeyman. When the dad got yanked the fuck in the house. So, Sarah puts Peter into the deep pit into the basement. And she's like, this is your life, my boy. Uh, I'm in charge now. And he's like, oh, no. Mr. Vine comes back with a weapon. And she's like, if you touch Peter, I'm going to kill. And she didn't even finish the sentence. And Sarah runs up and slices her other leg and just drops her. I was like, Jesus, Mr. Vine. <laughs> so, Peter pulls a Rapunzel grabs sarah's really super long hair the look of sarah's awesome you don't get a lot of looks of her face which is the way to do it her hair is chock full of spiders like they're having a meeting and shit and so peter climbs her hair because it ends up in the pit with him and as she's like holy shit this like nine-year-old is like weighing me down miss divine is whooping sarah's midsection with a fire poker and then they both Yeet her into the pit and then lock it. This with that? I'd have been fine with this as the ending, but we got a little bit more, and it just ruined everything. So, mm-hmm. as Sarah is in the pit and Miss Divine and Peter are standing there, Sarah tells Peter that she will escape from this. She's like, "This pit's not gonna hold me, and I will always haunt you. Every dark corner of the room, every weird thing that moves at night." That's going to be fucking me. It's a really good line. It'd have been legit. And then she says, because we're family, I will always be with you. Now, while she is saying this, we see Peter in a new home. They don't explain what this is. I assume this is all in his head. And he's just imagining if his sister caught him again. And then he looks outside the door and you see the hair kind of go downstairs. He's like, oh, shit and then right behind him his sister appears that is the end of the movie now if we just got 10 more minutes of Miss divine's like we did it and then they leave actually i'd have burnt that i'd have gasoline now absolutely there. that was my her. first
1: thought as soon as it as soon as he pushed her and like swapped places with her in that fucking thing nah dump gasoline kill with fire
0: Pulling Inspector Funès from Terrified, burn it all. Weird-ass ghosts that come out of water, burn it all. Yep, yep, yep. <laughs> Shit, this is my fourth heart attack of the day, burn it all. <laughs> Man, he was fucked up, limping with the gas can. He fucked up. So, uh, yeah, that's the end of the movie. Uh, I don't know exactly when this movie ends. I assume it's all in his head as he's hearing his sister tell him, I will find you and I will kill you. And it's him imagining her... Finding him at his new home, I guess that's the end of the movie. I, it was just really stupid. Uh, I don't know, just it, to get a final scare. Well, because they made
1: it seem like he was in his new home, like there was a time jump, but they don't actually say that there's a time jump. Like he ended up in his new home, like with um, Miss Divine or whatever. I guess. We, uh, I assume that's what I took from it yeah. is that he was in his new home with Miss Divine, and then all of a sudden, his sister still popped up out of nowhere. Like, because she's always going to haunt him or whatever. Which is why you got to fucking burn that bitch down to the ground and then sage the shit out of it so she can't
0: stalk you. I don't know, that's weird. So, Katie, who's your favorite character in Cobweb? Miss
1: Divine was my favorite character. <laughs>
0: really?
1: Yeah. Um, she was the only person who was actually listening to the kid because that's what you fucking do. She was the only person who seemed to notice that Peter was getting bullied Fucking nonstop. She's the only person that seemed to notice that Brian was an absolute asshole. Uh, yeah, she was trying to do fucking home welfare calls when the principal was like, "Oh well, they don't have actual physical bruises on them. Sorry, you can't call. That's not how that shit works. Yeah. That's not how any of this works."
0: Yeah, is Get he wetting he, himself? Is
1: he pissing himself in class? Well, no. Well, oh, sorry, we can't call CPS. Sorry, there can't be anything possibly wrong with him, even though he's drawing these. Fucking dark, demented pictures. Yeah. Asking, like, pleading for help. Like, get the fuck out of (laughs) here. Mr. Wine was my favorite. Yeah. What about you?
0: I went with Peter. He was great, too. I enjoyed Peter. He had a really, really hard struggle ahead of him. Uh, Fucking bullies at school. I guess no friends? Didn't seem like no one really liked him. No friends. And at home, his fucking parents were gaslighting him and just making him feel like he wasn't that... It's weird. They, They made him... Like he wasn't important, but then they did make him feel important at points because they were like, you are a special little boy, but if you keep making up stories that there's somebody in the walls, we will lock you in the basement and starve you. And he's like, shit. He got out of the basement and he was like in the bathtub and like, okay, so what'd you learn? Uh, I need to stop making up stories, I guess, even though there is something in the fucking wall. But I'm going to say that to you guys so I don't get locked up again.
1: Yeah, I guess the I have to lie is what what I'm taking (laughs) from this, like being locked in the basement.
0: Yeah, I got to put this all on my fucking back because you won't help me, I guess. Yeah,
1: there's clearly some shit happening and y'all are just lying to me.
0: Yeah, this kid was abused, like physically and mentally, and he was able to keep it the fuck together. Like, I was proud of him at the end. Fucking poison his crazy parents, man. It I was, was like, hey, my boy, got him, man. Was pretty
1: great with the rat poison.
0: So, oh, uh, honorable mention is uh, the the form of monster Sarah and just her voice and how she acted. It was fucking cool. I really liked it. It's a shame we had to wait so long to get it, but it was a good payoff to what the movie was doing. Cause me and Katie knew the whole time, like, man, when that door opens. Either this will be, like, a fairy tale, and it'll be some, like, you know, older lady that comes out. Like, thank you so much. But I looked at the time on it when the parents died. I was like, there's still, like, 25 minutes left. I was like, and it hit me. They're not the villain of this movie. I was like, uh-oh. <laughs> They're the low-level villains. I was like, oh, shit. The door opened, and you see the little beady eyes. And I was like, oh, shit. She's a villain. So I enjoyed the monster Sarah. But Katie, who's your least favorite character in Cobblet?
1: Uh it was Brian, the bully. Yeah, yeah. Fuck that kid. There was he never gave any reason for any like Peter never did anything mean to him. There was never shown like, "Oh, you know, one time in second grade Peter like made somebody laugh at me and I just fucking hated him for the rest of my life and decided to pick on him." No, it was just like, yo, fuck Peter, I'm going to make his day horrible. I'm going to beat him up on the bus. I'm going to beat him up on the playground. I'm going to smash his fucking beautiful pumpkin for no goddamn reason. I'm going to come to his house and try to murder him with my fucking older cousins. Like, no, bitch, you deserve to get thrown down the stairs. Fuck you, Brian.
0: I went with gaslighting parents. Uh, Actually, just gaslighting everything, man. Uh, This kid went through so much in this movie. And the... Parents, uh they were a lot, man. They they were it's bad. Like I could say I could easily say Brian the bullies and stuff like that. And I guess the parents are bullies too. So I guess I could just broaden it out to bullies. But fuck, I mean Brian got his just desserts, you know. Uh I guess the parents got their desserts too, so I guess just gaslighting as a whole, it's bad. Like people that aren't mentally Strong enough to realize that they're keep being gaslit. Uh, it sucks when you think that you're the problem, and someone's like, "Oh no no no, you you said this before." I'm like, I don't think I said that, but they're like, "No, you said it," and you're like, "I did say it." I'm like, "Fuck, man!" I'm like, it's terrible. It's absolutely terrible. So, um, it sucks. And this movie was chock full of gaslighting. You know, the parents are like, "Nah, you didn't hear anything." And they just look at me like I didn't hear anything. I'm like fuck. So let's do seven-word synopsis. My first one is, man, these parents are creepy as fuck. Now these are time sensitive. I should have put the minute I like did it. This was probably like ten minutes in, and then this was around I think the forty-five minute mark. It was, why do they have a fucking dungeon? And I was like, the second that fridge moved, I was like, oh my god, they're crazy. And then gaslighting the motion picture fuck those parents okay
1: these parents spent years gaslighting their son yeah then where was cps call you mandatory reporters everyone in that school oh this kid should have had cps <laughs> called on him there should have been state mandated welfare checks at this kid's door fucking once a week
0: you would think after the kid pushed that kid down the stairs, and they were like, "He's never done anything like mean like that."
1: Yeah. We're oh, we're gonna, him gonna expel house. him. No, expulsion is not the answer. You gotta find out what the fuck is wrong with him. This kid is nine, and he pushed somebody all the way down the fucking stairs. Or eight. Yeah. Like that's not a fucking normal can, can reaction for eight year old. Yeah. Let's talk about how fucking Brian's been bullying this kid every day for years. Okay. Let's talk about. Let's talk to Brian's parents. Let's see what the fuck is going on at Brian's house. Number one. And then two, let's also check on fucking Peter's house because clearly something ain't right. Yeah. Okay, and my last one. Creepy parents keep creepy sister a secret.
0: Yeah. <laughs> they sure as fuck did. And it's funny, the second Peter brings up that you locked her up and their faces are like, oh my God, shitty nose. And like, it just... Yeah,
1: they were immediately like Fuck! This kid knows. Damn it.
0: So it's funny. We, we got got. It's it's a double turn. There was a Twilight Zone episode. Um, sorry, Kate, if you've ever seen this one, it's called The Howling Man. It's a really good episode. And so this guy, he ends up at this like uh uh monastery, mm-hmm. you know. And this guy is like, "Hey, you can live here as long as you need. I know the snow was crazy out there, and you like half dead, half dead." You can go anywhere you want. You can do anything you want here. All we ask is you don't listen to this man that's in this room. He screams. He's crazy. And don't let him out. That's all we ask. He's like...
1: There's a lot of things like that fucking uh, Beauty and the Beast. Yeah. <laughs> you can have free reign of the whole castle. Anywhere you want to go, do whatever you want to do. Just don't fuck with the West Wing. Where does the bell go first? The goddamn West Wing. Let me take out the West Wing. Oh, it's a room of the Beast just fucking destroyed because... He was a beast? Well, damn. And now the beast fucking pissed.
0: Yeah, at least she got married out of it. But so... (laughs) (laughs) So, afterward... In a uh,
1: sweet-ass library. Yeah. Like a three-story library.
0: So, afterward, uh, he talks to this man in this room, and he says, like, they captured me. I didn't do anything wrong. Please let me out. I I just want to go home. I have a family. And then finally, after being worn down, the whole episode... He opens the fucking door, and Katie, wouldn't you know it, the goddamn devil was in that room. Of course it was. These monks caught the fucking devil. (laughs) He's in a red suit, and he's like, and, like, paralyzes everybody. He's like, see ya, and scoots off, and the the monks are like, god damn it, we caught him. Why'd you do it? He's like, I thought he needed
1: help. Y'all could have just fucking told me it was the devil.
0: I thought you were crazy, but yeah hey don't open that door that dude in there mark he's a fucking devil like really yeah, yeah. are you the devil he's like no uh, don't open that door for him please so yeah and it's it was
1: like uh the old ways don't go into this cave fuck i went into yeah, this I, cave. Yeah, I'm well now cave. you're haunted
0: yeah <laughs> and, and so, then she calls
1: somebody else hey don't go into this cave well fuck he went into the cave yep. well you're haunted <laughs> yep, drink this goat's milk
0: <laughs> so yeah and technically that was before world war the world wars i think so evil devil just went around causing destruction and the guy's like i've been chasing him for years and he catches him the guy that let him go and he's telling somebody just don't open that door i'm gonna go take a nap and then as rod serling's like you can never trust people because people are shit you see the hand going toward the door and unlocking it. Like, god damn it. So,
1: lock him in an iron coffin. It it's, has to be. And then bury it, bury it, bury it fucking I, deep. And they then,
0: they justified it. It has to be like a simple lock because it's like the only way you can lock him in. It has to be like you choose to keep him in there. So. That's
1: fine. Lock him in and then lock that room in another locked yeah. room and then in a locked room. Kind of like fucking uh, that Junji Ito one with uh, story with that boy who <laughs> builds his study room it's oh like so 87 yeah, layers of so just i hate, I hate that, kid, I hate so that kid too but build but build a trap like that like door in, in a door in a door in a door I'm like
0: fuck, that kid's so goddamn annoying he's I like hey, i put i put nails everywhere i'm like i hate you so much yeah, <laughs> he just that scuttles kid. away fuck so uh that was seven word synopsis so this film came out july 21st 2023 uh, I didn't see a budget, but I did see a box office because it came out, uh, it had a limited theatrical release, and then it was released on digital forms August 11th, and released on Blu-ray and DVD. So what do you think the box office for Cobweb was?
1: I'm gonna change what I originally thought, because I put this as my budget, Yeah. but because you said it was... There wasn't a budget, because it's like Hulu or whatever, and then there was it was limited release. I'm going to say that what I thought was the budget is the box office, and I put eight dollary dudes. Woo!
0: Check out the brain on Katie. 7.9. Nice. Nice. Uh, it made money, but uh, I'm curious how much it was. There weren't that many different characters. But like, there's a lot of graphics. Yeah. Seven people, technically. But two of them were just voices, like the girl Sarah, and then Deborah Wilson as the monster Sarah uh podunk brian brought three people with him but those could have been stunt people because they had the masks on all the whole time mm-hmm. so uh yeah it was just a small little group
1: well and a bunch of kids
0: oh yeah at school yeah yeah but it seemed like it was pretty
1: that t- it was a tight cast yeah but it definitely had a lot of graphics in the in sarah
0: yeah absolutely So, Minority Kill Count, that's a zero. We only see podunk white people die. Yep. Because Miss Divine's good.
1: She's the only person of color that we see.
0: Good for her, man, because she she got them calves sliced up. So, the number is still 412 in a Tito Turtle, in a house, in a plane full of vampires. So, Katie, do you have anything else to say about Cobweb before we get out of here?
1: It was good, but you're going to be uncomfortable the whole time. Lizzie Kaplan and Anthony Starr, like, they are creepy.
0: It is a masterclass in, oh, what's the word? Dread. Just building dread. Uh, just like, uh, get out. We watched yeah. that, just, you know, uh, and it is just full of... Of the just, the, the your stomach hurts because you know something's you're, wrong.
1: Something's wrong and you can't put your finger on it and you're waiting to find yeah, out. You don't
0: know the answer. Like, Katie and I knew the parents are fucking weird because of blank. Every minute of the movie, you were like, okay. I remember saying, like, oh, they're, they're killers. And they're hiding mm-hmm. bodies from this kid. And then I said, like, oh, the sounds that he hears, that's somebody they, they captured because they're going to kill him later. Katie's like, ooh, I like that. And we had these, like, ideas, and then when the girl's like, yeah, I'm your sister, like, what the fuck? Okay. So the little girl that was missing, it's his sister, maybe. And they're like, no, nah, that girl got killed because she found out about all this. Okay.
1: Except that's not really the reason either.
0: Yeah, it's just like... Because you find
1: out that the sister, uh, his sister actually got mad at Halloween in general, was just upset about trick-or-treating, and the, tr- the girl came trick-or-treating at their house... And Sarah killed the girl that went yeah. missing. So the parents hid the body of of the girl that went missing and have been hiding this secret the whole time and then shoved Sarah in a closet, like, in the wall.
0: So it's... These parents are so weird. They're kind of, like, not terrible, but they are terrible. But they're just weird. They don't know how to they're deal with... They're trying to save their own asses. Yeah, they don't know how to deal with their own emotions. That's the real issue with this. <laughs> get it Bella get it <laughs> okay so with that that is the end of this episode if you have any other cool fun facts about I don't know walking like a fucking spider on walls and having razor sharp nails and teeth you can tweet Katie at Pod. we have an email that is
1: Alan at gmail.com we have a facebook app presents
0: so this was episode 29 in The pocket in the Books out of sight Ah, we have two more episodes our 30th episode will be with Joey. Joey's coming back. He was like...
1: Yeah, applicable chat, baby. Yeah, he was like, I
0: hate you guys, but I don't hate you that much. I'm coming back for another one. we are like, <laughs> okay.
1: <laughs> he never said hate. He actually loves
0: us. Yeah. And then the squad is coming back together to review probably one of the biggest, most talked about fucking scary movies that came out this year. Fucking talk to me. It is Bella's punching the shit out of her little cat house right now. baby. <laughs> she just stopped. <laughs> She's gonna get going again. Anyway, the music you listen to right now that is flipping a combined effort, flipping a C E anywhere you can find them. The studio pizzas, thank you so much for the artwork. So, for Katie from Bella that's just been making noise this whole episode. Thank you so much for listening, and we will be back tomorrow with another scary movie. Okay, bye guys bye speaking that it's almost halloween can you ever tell you that story about um that one house while we were trick-or-treating that just had the front door open and that that bowl of candy was like steve
1: dared you to go in right
0: yeah so uh
1: yes but it's been a long time
0: yeah so for all you folks out there i'm not the biggest like I, i i'm not super duper brave I think of like, I think my bravery is like uh, Tommy from Rugrats. Uh, Tommy's like the bravest baby in the world. But there's an episode where he explains that if Chucky or someone wasn't around to be saved, Tommy would just be the same level of just a a punk bitch like everybody else. So Chucky is important because he's like, I got someone to fight for. So me, Steve, and some other friends, we're walking in the nice neighborhoods So that's where you get the full bars of candy on Halloween, and we're walking, and there's a house, the light is on, and so I'm like, okay, the light's on, that means candy, but everyone gets real close to the door, and they walk off, and I'm like, what the fuck's wrong, why is that, we go up to the door, door is wide open, and there's enough light that you can see this basket of, it's like a pumpkin of candy. And it is at, it is at least five steps in. There's not like a, oh, I could just reach that if I just kind of lay down. Like, it's a, you have to be in this home to get it. And everybody's like, oh, just get it, man. You're the fastest. And I was the fastest there. And I'm like, fuck, man. And I asked, if I go in here and this door closes, what are y'all going to do? I'm like, I don't know. Probably freak out and run away. So you're just going to leave me to die if this door closes? I'm like, you're yeah, probably. I'm like, fuck y'all, man. Now. If Terrell was there with me, Terrell would have gone in. If my youngest sister was there, she would have gone in ready to fight. She would have said, if someone touches me, I'm swinging. So we'd have been in that bitch just swinging. Because if she got grabbed, I got to jump in. Because I'm like, leave my sister alone. So, uh, Not
1: my sister, you bitch. Yeah.
0: <laughs> but yeah, if Terrell was there, he would have gone in just like, I wish somebody touched me. And he grabbed the whole basket because no one touching that candy that night. But it was... Horrifying. I've never had such an option be put in front of me, a silent option. And it's it's like, I guess it happens in horror movies all the time. It's like, you know, which, which path are you going to take? You can take that weird ass scary path or this other one. And it's just, I've never stood in front of a home, dead silent, looking at the candy. I'm like, I think I can do it. And I was like, but no one was like, if someone else was like, I'll go with you. I'm like, fuck it. I'd have gone in that dark ass home to get that candy.
1: Absolutely not. That's how you get kidnapped.
0: Absolutely. Absolutely. That's why I didn't get kidnapped.
1: Absolutely not. (laughs)
0: That's why. Uh, Yeah.
1: Well, the reason I don't like like haunted houses and things is because one time when I was trick or treating as a kid, there was a house like a block probably up from my house that had this. They always had like a bench out on their porch, Um, and They had this person, like, dressed up like Frankenstein. I think, if I'm remembering correctly, it was, like, Frankenstein. Like, the big stuffed, like, Frankenstein-looking thing. Um, In real clothes, like, dressed up and sat on this bench, like, with a bowl of candy in its lap. So you had to, like, walk up to the,
0: all the way up to the bench and, like, grab
1: the candy out (laughs) of the bowl. And I was, like, looking at it from down their little walkway, and I was, like, that's real. I don't want to do it. No, thank you, Dad. Go get me candy. And my dad was, my dad was like, it's not real. It's just, you know, it's just like stuffed, like a pair of jeans, like stuffed, or a shirt, and they're just put together. It's just a dummy. Don't worry about it. Just walk up and grab the candy. You'll be fine. And I'm like, no, 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 no. I don't want to do this. I don't want to do this. Please don't make me do this. Go get it, Dad. And finally, he, like, convinces me after, like, way too fucking long of standing just in their walkway. I'm like, fucking fine, I'll go. And I go up and I put my hand in the fucking, like, <laughs> the bowl to grab the candy. And this is, like, I was, like, eight or nine. Like, I was fairly little. And I, like, <laughs> go to grab this fucking candy out of this bowl and this Frankenstein motherfucker... <laughs> lifts up his hands (laughs) like he's going to attack me and yells (laughs) and I scream like a bitch and run down the pathway (laughs) I was so mad at my dad (laughs) I was so fucking mad at my dad and that's why I don't go to haunted houses because I hate that feeling. Yeah. It just makes me relive my trauma from being a little kid and having somebody do that shit to me.
0: Yeah, that shit sucks (laughs)
1: It was so scary
0: Me and Steve, we would walk you know, trick-or-treating, and there would always be a house with something like a people-sized thing, mm-hmm. and the bowl is in its lap. I'm like, fuck that noise. Mm-hmm. You want to get it? He's like, man, if you go up there, I'll go up there. If it jumps out, we're both running. We, we fighting. I'm like, okay. And it wouldn't do it to us because we always look so pissed. are like, fucking do it. You know, and it's like, it'd wait for the little kids. It's, it's better with little kids anyway. But, no, I've never been that terrified on Halloween. I... Yeah, I probably would have been ruined if I was like, yeah, go up there. Like, in a little pumpkin outfit. And then la, la, la,
1: la, Frankenstein's la, Frankie like, like, oh, my shit. i probably to so piss myself. Scared. Oh, yeah, dude. I'd been so fucked, fucked up. up. I was so scared.
0: Because <laughs> <laughs> you think everyone's around is going to protect you. And you get reached at yeah. by some random person. And everybody's laughing like, fuck it's everybody. It's just like my
1: neighbor. Like, it, I don't know. I was so, so fucked up.
0: It's a breach of trust.
1: It is.
0: It is. Okay, bye, guys.
1: Bye.